Welcome to the Word of Life podcast, a ministry of Word of Life Church, located in Lesseur, Minnesota. From sermon audio to midweek content and much more, we hope you are blessed by what you hear. For more information or to donate, please visit wordoflifemn.com. Now, enjoy this week's episode. Good morning, Word of Life Church. Well, okay, let's be honest. Um, it is not morning at my house, and uh, you know we're we're filming from home uh, tonight. And uh, my uh, my normal coffee mug is uh, it's too too late for coffee, so uh, uh, my normal coffee mug is filled with uh, chamomile tea. And um, uh, the Lang, the Lang family is on quarantine. A uh, couple of couple of us, a uh, couple of uh, people tested positive, and so um, you know we're we're uh, we're in lockdown right now. And so we, so I get to bring God's word into your home. Um, from my home, which I which I truly enjoy, and uh, and and just in case you're wondering, you know, just as you as we looked at the the metrics and everything of of what's happening when people you know watch or listen to um, you know to to Word of Life's worship uh, service, about half of us are um, listening or watching. On Sunday morning, uh, live, kind of while it's live streaming, the other half of us who are watching are are are, are doing it at all sorts of different times during the during the day, um, the multiple days of the of the week, and so there's about half of us who are celebrating together on on Sunday, and then there's uh, you know the other half are just finding some time throughout the week to to worship the Lord together and, um, and to rest in Christ and what he's done for us. So today, uh, today we are celebrating the second week in, uh, Advent, the week in which we would be lighting the Advent candle, um, the peace candle is today. And so today's, our focus is going to be on peace. And and I'll and I'll be honest with you, I struggle with the whole peace thing, um, mostly because I'm a pretty active person. I'm pretty, you know, pretty pretty go 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 and stuff like that. I don't, I I kind of have a tendency to um, interpret or or think about peace as as resting and things like that or, or or ceasing activity when when peace is the opposite of conflict, and we all have conflict. Whether we look for it or not, whether we want it or not, we all have conflict. And um, our biggest conflict is the conflict between us and God. You see, without Christ, without faith in him and what he's done, we we have this conflict with God, this, this battle, this war that wages um, because... We have sinned and we have sinned um, and God is holy and the, a holy, perfect God can't have sin in his, in his presence. And so God found a way to make peace. Yes, peace. 
peace with us even before we knew there was a conflict. Peace with us before we even were aware that there was anything wrong. He, from the very beginning, from, from, from the foundation of the world, God had a plan to make peace with his people because he loves us. And that's where we catch up with our Advent stories. Today, if you have your Bibles with you, and turn with me to Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 26, reading in Jesus' name, because it's God's story of peace, not mine, and so it's God's words. So Luke 1, starting in verse 26, reading in Jesus' name. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying, and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. For you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be since I'm a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is her sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Mary's just a teenager at this time. And uh, as <laughs> we have no idea what is going on in her story. We have no idea. We have, we have an idea as to where she's at in life. It says that she's a virgin. Uh, this isn't just... Um, um, this isn't just a physical state. It's also, you know, just kind of the, the, it would denote exact kind of what the normal age would be for a virgin. And so Mary is, you know, probably a young teenager, uh, somewhere in that, uh, in that 14 to 16 year old age, maybe, you know, maybe a little bit older, but that would be the normal age for being, for betrothal. Uh, and, and it says that she, um, is betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David and her name is Mary. And this is a bit of Mary's story and God's story and how they come together in God's story of salvation, God's plan of salvation, which he had planned from the very beginning. 
And it's super exciting. And so uh, all of a sudden, um, an angel appears, and, and it's different. Last week we talked about an angel appearing to Zechariah, and he's like, he's in the middle of work, he's at the temple. He's a guy that you would expect, honestly, to, like, he's he's kind of a pastor guy, works in the church, and so you kind of expect that he would uh, have a, you know, a different reaction than what he did. He doubted God. He ended up being mute, you know, uh, for a long time until all of the things, God's timing comes to pass. And so when, when an angel is sent from God to Mary, a young teenage girl, um, it's interesting. We look forward to see how she's going to react. And the angel just kind of bops right into it and says, greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. And Mary is troubled at the saying. She's like, what are you trying to say? Apparently this is like a really different kind of greeting. Um, I get it. I don't, I don't greet anyone like that. I don't like, you know, like bop into like people's lives and say, hey, greetings, oh favored one. The Lord is with you. Um, usually I just suffice with a hey, you know, or something like that. Uh, but the angel Gabriel, it, he must have been super pumped. He just must have been super pumped. And so, um, as he, as he's coming, coming up with, um, with his idea and as he comes in to see Mary, he says, greetings, oh favored one, the Lord is with you. And, and when we look at it on the surface and we hear greetings, oh favored one, it might be easy for us to just kind of look at it on the surface and say, oh, so like, Mary's must be one of God's favorites, right? Like, oh, favored one. Like, she, like she must be one of the favorites. And like, of course, God is with his favorites. I mean, they probably do everything right and, and, you know, and stuff like that. But, um, but if we dig a little deeper into the original language, uh, and, and see what does it really mean, uh, when we, when we look at the word for favored one, okay, it, 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 it really is the word for grace. And so, favored one really means one who has received grace. At, at the, at the depth of being favored by God, when God is talking to Mary and sends this message through the angel Gabriel, he says, she's received grace. And then it says, the Lord is with you. Wow. As Mary gets the surprise of a lifetime, a visit from an angel, God's messenger delivering God's message, and God tells Mary exactly what he thinks of her, exactly what he sees in her. Oh, favored one, Mary, you have received grace. Yes, you, Mary, the Lord is with you. And then in, in verse 30, as we look at verse 30, the angel says, Mary has found favor or grace with God, as in, and the word there is in God's sight. So Mary has found favor in God's sight. Mary has received grace in God's sight. So when God looks at Mary, what does he see? He sees one who has received grace. 
who's found the grace that he has generously given. How does God see Mary? He looks at her with grace. This is huge. It's awesome. I mean, a lot of people want to look and, and I, Mary's cool. I dig it. And, and she's right. I mean, in, in just a little bit, she's going to say, Hey, everyone is going to call me blessed. Not because of what, how good she was or what she did or any of those sorts of things. It's because she received grace. That's why she's blessed because she believed God and received grace. That's why God looks on her with favor. She's received grace. And he's with her. And she believes it. And then we get to hear from this message of the angel how we get to see Jesus. As a matter of fact, exactly how God the Father also sees Jesus. And so we, we listen to, to the angel, angel Gabriel's message. He was delivering this message of salvation that Mary will conceive in her womb and give birth to a son, God's son, the son of the most high. This is who he is. This is who Jesus is. As we, as we kind of like celebrate Christmas and we think about like this, you know, uh, you know, a baby going to be born. And, and as even right now, as we're talking about, uh, the Mary as a virgin and she's hearing this birth announcement and, and here's the announcement. The announcement is that, that she will give birth to a son. And this son is going to be the son of God, the son of the most high. And he will reign on the throne of David forever. You see, her son is no ordinary son. Her son is is no ordinary man with an ordinary father, even a super special father. Okay, there's a lot of great dads out there. Don't want to put down any dads, okay? But the son to be born, the son that Gabriel is announcing the birth of to the Virgin Mary is the son of God. And, and Mary just kind of want, wants to know, like, how's that possible? Because that sounds, you know, like, that doesn't, you know, and she just says it right out there. She's not too, I love it. She's not squeamish about it or anything like that. Whereas I, I think that, like, you know, your average teenage girl today would be kind of, might be kind of squeamish about it. Like, like uh, but Mary's not. And she just says, how's this going to be? I'm a virgin. Like, mm, I don't you know, she's never been with a man before. And, and the angel says, it explains a little bit about how it's going to work. The Holy Spirit is going to come upon Mary and the Most High will overshadow her. So the boy will be called Holy, the Son of God. That's in verse 35. That's who Jesus is. When we get to see who the Son being born is, he is Holy. Holy means pure or perfect, set apart. He is sinless. He is 100% holy because he is the Son of God. He has always been the Son of God. The eternal Son of God 
God is placing in the Virgin Mary. And he will be born as the Son of Man, totally human, and the Son of God, totally God. How is that possible? I don't know. This is one of those paradoxes that I love that I believe. 100% God, 100% man. That's who this baby boy who grows up to be the savior of the world. That's who he is. Holy, the son of God, the son of the most high. And they are going to call his name Jesus. We learn later throughout his story that he will be the savior of all people, the savior of our sins. Uh, we'll take, talk more about that next week. Actually, I think Nick is going to be talking about that next week. So I'm looking really looking forward to hearing hearing what he's uh, has to say about that. Uh, and and so when we when we look at this, at how God sees Mary, and we hear the message about the Son and how we see Jesus. It, it kind of begs my question of, like, how does God see us? If that's how God sees Mary, as he He defines her favor because, you know, because she has received grace, that he promises to be with her in this new, you know, event in her life, which is just totally amazing because it's God's plan of salvation and his promises to be with her. And, and, and I just think, wow, if that's the way it is for Mary, how does God see me? How does God see you? And what would you think if I say that God sees you the same way that God sees Mary? God sees you with grace eyes. That when God looks at you, he he loves you. When God looks at Mary, he says, Oh, favored one, oh, one who has received grace, God is with you. When God looks at you, he says, I love you. You see, Mary's standing and how God sees Mary wasn't based upon her her life, what she did, or her works, or her good works, or her righteousness, or any of those sorts of things. How God sees Mary is based on her receiving faith and grace and that she believed God. How does God see you? Are you, are you believing in Jesus Christ as your savior? Are you, are you, are you receiving faith from God? Are you receiving grace? Are you, are you confessing your sins and receiving forgiveness? Is it, are, are you believing that Jesus is the Savior, your Savior? Then, then God looks at you and says, Greetings, O favored one, O one who has received grace. And for each and every believer, he re- repeats it and he says, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. God is with you. I know these times are really hard. I'm, I'm quarantined in my house because some of the people that I love have COVID and I am praising God. I'm praising God because, um, uh, 
Doug and Heidi have some really mild symptoms, and, and I'm super thankful for that. I'm praising God be, because there's some things that often happen when you know, when you're locked up in a house, and we get to see each other and how much we love being with each other, and um, and we get to we get to ask our friends for help. And, you know, some of our friends have really made a huge impact. I don't know if she's going to hear this, but Ange, thank you in a huge way for making that run for us. And, and a big, huge thank you to Gretchen for, you know, for sending Reed to the store for us. I mean, these, it's these, these little things of, uh, that, that really make a huge impact. We, we get to see how much we, we love being with each other. It's hard. These days have been hard. It's hard to be, you know, doing all online, you know, church right now. It is. It's very hard, but it's also really exciting getting to hear from uh, a bunch of new people who are interacting with the church uh, either through YouTube or Facebook or, or our new podcast. And, and, and it's exciting. God's at work. And, and I got to have a conversation with a young lady uh, who just, you know, was cru- cruising through Instagram, saw the announcement about the podcast and, and just, you know, just immediately shot me a message and asked me about forgiveness. We're having opportunities to share the message of salvation. And maybe, maybe we don't get to just bop into somebody's life, life like the angel Gabriel and say, greetings, so favored one, the Lord is with you. But, but through, through this, through the video, through the podcast, God gives us the privilege for me to share with you and tell you Every one of you who is believing in Christ, you are favored by God. Greetings, O one who has received grace. And his love for you isn't based upon your actions, not based upon how many of these episodes that you've watched or, not, or anything like that. It's not based upon how, whether you've yelled at your kids this morning or yesterday morning or every morning, it's not based upon, you know, you, you, you know, your thoughts, your words, or your actions. God's love for you, God's favor toward you, is given to you by grace, through faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. It's not based on you, it's based on Christ and what he's done for you. And as we hear the message of the angel, the message of God through the angel, to Mary, we hear what God sees when he looks at Mary, and we hear what God is announcing as he announces the birth of his son, the son of God, our Savior. I'm blown away by Mary's response. Let's check it out. It's in verse 38, and Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And then the angel departed her. As we, as we come into uncertain times, and nobody knows uncertain times like Mary did. I mean, that's uncertain. Literally, the only person on the planet in existence ever to have been, you know, received a message from the angel that they're going to give birth to the Son of God. Only Mary ever. 
And so talk about uncertain times. Mary knew what uncertainty was all about. And so as we go through some uncertain times and we think about it, I'm encouraged by Mary's response. Because when Mary hears from the Lord, God's plan of salvation, a son, Jesus Christ, to be born through Mary. Mary, in faith, answers, let it be to me according to your word. Today, as we... As we hear God's word, as we hear God's promise, my hope, my prayer is that as you hear how God looks at Mary, that his favor towards her is based on her receiving grace, that you would nod your head with me and say, yeah, let it be to me. Let it be to me according to your word. God, look at me with favor. God, look at me with grace eyes. As you hear God telling, reminding Mary that he is with her, please hear it. The Lord is with you. Even through these uncertain times, every step of the way, the Lord is with you. As we hear this message about who Jesus is, he isn't just a boy, he is the Son of God. He is holy. And he is our Savior. Yes, Jesus, let it be to me exactly who you are. And as God looks at you, and as we struggle with that, I get it. I struggle with it. As you, maybe even you just wonder, what does God think when he looks at me? God thinks when he looks at you. Thoughts of grace. Because he sees you with grace eyes. When God looks at you, he thinks I love you, not based upon what you've done, but based upon his son. Ah, my hope, my prayer, is that as you hear these verses, as you hear the message of Gabriel, you know, or message of God through Gabriel to Mary, that you would say, let it be to me. That you would answer in faith, receiving grace, as God looks at you and says, Greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we just thank you and praise you for giving your Son, your one and only Son. You loved the world so much. You loved each and every one of us so much that you gave your one and only Son. And you promised that whoever believes in him will not die, will have eternal life. We believe you, Lord. Help us to believe. Help us to answer like Mary. Let it be to me according to your word. Lord, help us to believe that you see us with grace eyes, that you love us, and that we are favored not because of what we've done, but because we have received grace. Remind us, Lord God, that through every step of the way, even through uncertain times, that you are with us. And we believe you, Lord, that the Son who was born, Jesus Christ, he is holy. He is your Son. He is our Savior. And he died on a cross for us to save us from our sins. Let it be 
to us according to your word. It's in your name we pray, Lord Jesus our Savior. Amen.